0: first podcast in a while. How John.
1: Lucas. Hello. Yes. We've been doing lots of podcasts outside of, you know, <laughs> always executing episodes in other ways with other guests and stuff, but we haven't come together in a long time and, you know, talked about everything that's happening and yeah, shared some of those insights.
0: It was good to see your season review. I just listened to it just before we jumped on here.
1: You, uh, getting ahead of yourself with season 4 I like that Super <laughs> focus. it's a sign of uh, you know good things to come yeah it was funny at the end I was like so yeah season 4 I was like oh shit I was like <laughs> getting ahead of myself this is season 3 review but yeah I think that was my biggest season to date for sure man a lot of, a lot of big action taken and um, yeah it's it's cool reflecting on how that evolved from basically the last year we had talked about that last year but getting to this point where you know you can leave the job that you're you know not happy with and do what you love doing and we got to that point this, this season and yeah it was pretty cool man
0: yeah it's good to see pipe dreams become a reality in 12 mm-hmm. months yeah so and i think the the season thing i'm really <laughs> loving it like it, it's not an original idea. To myself, there's a lot of guys that have there's a 12-week year book and there's a lot of people that have kind of messed with this concept. But I really do feel like that finality of like, okay, it's New Year. Like, it's New Year's morning. What's this yep. year going to bring me kind of thing? Like, I, I really feel like that for the seasons where, you know, often people only have that once a year. You know, you get that once a year. Yep. Like, or, You know, I, missed, I messed up with this and I want to go on to that. And I mm-hmm. you know, having that opportunity four times a year, and then it brings about where each week brings a little bit more reflection and each day has a little bit more value because it's one out of um, you know 90 rather than being one out of 365 yeah you know so it's yep. like every day has a bit more significance uh, i'm yeah. i'm really i'm enjoying that process i think it's been a really valuable shift in my my life and my way of seeing the world
1: 100% um, yeah yeah definitely and for me before coming into real movement yeah that was the way I laid out targets and goals was annually. It's like, okay, this yeah. year I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I'm, This is going to happen. And then, yeah, it's just work, way- for people, you know,
0: yeah. work for some people. Yeah. I work for some people some of the time. But more often than not, you know, the, they're made during festive season, which is probably the worst time for it when you're all out of your rhythms anyway. Yeah. And then, um, you know, for people who work normal jobs and have the Christmas period off and whatever, so yep. it's already a funny time of year to be setting things up. And then, yeah, if they've disappeared by February, <laughs> you don't reach that again until December. It's, um, it's, not, it's not ideal. And because and you want to set something so big that it's like, well, 12 yep. months, that's quite a long time. So you want to set something pretty big, but then, you know, often you don't get started on it. And then, you know, so, yeah, I think like, like a powerlifter has their powerlifting meets that pop up and they know the dates that are on. Yep. I think this kind of gives us a, a thing of, you know, by this time I said I was going to do this and what actually happened.
1: Um, yeah. And the smaller goals along the way, right? Because over a year you do set that big goal in mind, which seems unobtainable when you set it, right? But you're like, no, I'm going to do it. But yeah, 12, breaking it down into seasons every 12 weeks, you can set those small targets to go along the way. And even if you don't hit those, it's a reflection of, what happened and then you realize you were able to yeah you, know, you and I were talking about that the other day like how you had felt like you didn't hit everything you wanted to in the season but you took on this opportunity that presented itself and uh, you know in my opinion when I think about your season I'm like that's an epic season like you took an opportunity had a huge impact in the community and uh, you know what we're trying to do with real movement and yeah the money club that was that was massive
0: yeah, yeah, and that's why. Like, I was feeling down on it, and then I did the review. And when I start to put the review together, I reflect on it the same way. So, like, just stop and reflect. like, kind of moved away some of the negativity that was sort of sitting there. And for sure, I didn't nail everything. I didn't nail my training. Like last season, my training wasn't very good, but there were a lot of other wins, and it's it's yeah, it's, it is valuable to look at them. Um, yes, yeah, so if you. Guys, who are listening to this, if you haven't done your season review, I'd love to love to hear it, love to see it. Um, if you want to check out Luke's, I think that's a, a good way to uh, invest some time. And even though you say yes, yeah, smaller like they're smaller goals, but in the same time, like twelve weeks is a long time, and a lot can change. You know, like you yep. you hit your you know all time high bar um, unequipped best back squat, and you mm. overshot by ten kilos on what you were aiming to do. You know, you yeah. moved out moved into your you know, out of a job that you didn't want to be in full-time into what you, you know you do want to be in full-time. Like, a lot changed over 12 weeks, right? And yeah, I expect the same thing over these next 12 weeks where it's like, well, look, you know, like I'm going to be living in a new country. Um, we, you know, we, we're going further and deeper with, you know, the, the stuff with Money Club. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, developments. And I think when we're having this conversation three months from now, like we're going to be sitting in a different position, even just the rate that the world is changing right now. Like yeah. <laughs> who even knows yeah. what the rules are going to be. Like, you know, the yeah. things are um, shifting so much that like to set a 12 month goal at the moment seems almost like so abstract because yeah. there's, there's just, yeah, there's a lot of distance there. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And just that reflection at the end of the season helps you decide where you're going with the next season. It's like things change and then, now all of a sudden you're setting new targets and sites in mind where, you know, probably when you set those previous season it wasn't the case and now they've changed and I still have to sit down and figure out some of my goals and targets be more specific about it, but can't just keep chasing heavier squats right now. But (laughs) there's a few other things I have in mind that I want to work towards. And I think like for me, I'm starting to do it, but not recognize it as much, but like we've, we've, You know, gotten into uh, blogging more uh, for real movement, which is kind of, you know, one of the reasons why we haven't been doing the podcasting as much, too, is we've been working on writing skills. And that's been a a big growth factor for me, just like learning how to effectively write in a way that it engages in an audience versus, you know, I've always done as a coach is just share video, um, talk on camera, but now it's like writing in, in that way where you can actually engage someone to make changes. Like that's a, that's a really cool learning experience. Yeah. I, I know you have a lot of, uh, a lot more experience in that realm, but you've been, you've been going deeper in that too, which has been cool too. Is like,
0: yeah, I first started blogging in like, I, my first blogs were actually emails to like my whole email list. And I used to kind of collect the emails of people that I'd come across. I used to have like this hotmail email list of like, Um, 2,000, 3,000 people that I'd like send their emails to people that I'd met through my travels and stuff and um, as I you know went further along with it and I blogged more like eventually people would sometimes reply to me oh you're becoming a bit more literate there you know like it's actually starting to make some sense things that (laughs) you write about and I was like oh so that obviously before it didn't really make that much sense but okay that's all right." Um, but that's a bit of my style I guess is to you know just get started and yeah. work on along the way and uh, yeah I think it's it's part of the process and it's a good part of the growth like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are becoming comfortable speaking to camera, becoming comfortable with doing a podcast, becoming comfortable with writing an Instagram post or you know speaking onto your stories and things like that. You yeah. forget about how much of a big deal it is for, for some people to, to do those things um, because it's been a while for, for me um, I don't have that same apprehension about it, I don't have that same Fear of you know being judged and all that sort of stuff with those mediums um, and that audience and, you know there 's still always those challenges and insecurities, but I think yeah like if that 's another one where you feel like i don 't really you feel that comfort in that realm like then that's that 's a good place to to play and progress. Um, I think doubling down on your strengths is is key like what you 're best at is probably always going to be what you 're best at, like where you 're naturally yeah. um, Express yourself best. Well, if you can, uh, yeah, you, there's always more learning when you're a beginner. Like the, you know, the, the Rubik's Cube, like you can go from feeling like you, you really can't do it at all to feeling like, well, that's not that hard in, you know, two or three hours maybe. And so you have that thing with you for the rest of your life there that feeling. So you can't mm-hmm. get that same thing in such a short time once you're actually quite good at something right so for you to make big gains now in range it just doesn't really happen you know (laughs) Whereas someone who's stiff as a board like they can see that night and day difference you know what I mean yeah for sure now so if the blogging's like not super comfortable then you can get that big beginner gain where you feel like all right, I've got my structure now and I'm looking at my words and um,
1: And you need someone to tell you that like when we you know come back to Having a coach's mentorship, um, you know, that appealed to me so much. Like that same scenario, you go to school, go to college, you know, you get your exercise science degree or whatever, and you think you know everything because you're like, okay, well, this is it. This is what I was, I got my education now. So I'm going to, and then you're trying to execute business and you're trying to execute like, And all you know is exercise science, right? And for me, yeah, that was last year. Like I was so keen to get my social medias going again and to to like reach out that way. And it was like, I needed you to tell me, like talk to the camera, (laughs) do those things. Like, cause I was like, I need someone to actually tell me to do that so I can feel like I'm accountable to it. And yeah, growth happens there. Like you do need to put yourself in that position where, you need that mentorship and that guidance of someone that challenges you against your strengths. So it's like, yeah. Okay. So you're strong at this, but okay. Have you done this? And, um, and we've seen that obviously with the, in the members growth this year, like watching some of the members that have been in there for the last year, it's like massive, the, the change in how they're training and interacting and, and making moves and stuff like it's, it's powerful stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited for for season four and for you know where real movements going to evolve to. Like, there's no way we could know that it'd be like this now. You know what I mean? Like when we were having these conversations, the year ago, was, it was you know maybe 50 people, 30 people, or something. I think at this time last year, like it was mm-hmm. uh, not a whole not a whole bunch. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> I was uh, I don't reflect a lot on the past, but It's it's definitely a hugely different position, and yeah, there's for sure going to be some big evolutions in the next little while. I can I can feel that coming, Um, but we've yeah we've got a a foundation of something there that's fairly uh, fairly uncommon and getting some uncommon results, so that's a good thing. We're talking about the the maybe that's a good segue to the season four foundations and kind of uh, challenging ourselves and challenging. Members to uh, expand themselves physically, have that flexibility of uh, of their movement capabilities, their range of movement, um, yep. range of capacities. Expanding that, I think, feeds into the same mentality of you know what we've been talking about with business and blogging. Those sorts yeah, of things. for sure. There's a couple of new ones in there that you've been excited about. And if you want to kind of introduce them and you know talk about yeah. why why they're in there for for season four.
1: Well, it kind of when we did start working together, um, there was a lot of focus on the physical because you had you had put together the belts and and then when I came on, it was you know building real movement programs and systems around around the belts and things like that and that I mean has evolved to where we are now and then within the seasons and within you know the foundations that coaches should have the thought process has changed a little bit to say like, okay, well, how are we challenging ourselves season to season and learning new things? I think we've done that anyway, without really trying to put it into some kind of structure is, you know, each season we try new things and take on different mentorships. And yeah, I think one of the big learnings for me last season, maybe I didn't talk about that as much in my season review either was taking on some of the old time lifts and getting more into that discipline and that training um, mindset, uh, linking up with James Fuller there, Strongman Archaeology. And maybe it's about finding the right person to guide you and teach you those things. Because, I mean, I've played with some of those lifts in the past, like we all have. You know, we've tried some of them because we see an old pick of Sandow doing a bent press, and you're like, oh, I got to try that. It looks badass. <laughs> but we don't know you know, some of the specifics of it the whys. And uh he's been able to really teach that to me, like the whys and and show, you know, structure around like, okay, you should learn these odd lifts so that you can teach someone to better move their knees over their toes or better transition weight in their feet or better repair their shoulders. Um, like it's it's just been a real eye-opening experience. So I've been sharing that in the community and with that podcast episode we did uh, with James and there's been a lot of excitement there because I think the coaches now see that I'm sharing those experiences and saying, well, there's a reason why we should learn how to do this. It's not just a a show lift. It's not just for show or circus. It's rotation and and external uh, rotation strength of the shoulder or what have you. And Yeah, it's been it's been cool to to make those connections with the other coaches in the community and have them say like, okay, like I'm really, I'm feeling what you're saying and I want to learn how to do it. And we've been able to bring some of those into season four foundations. And like, as we always do, we set some standards around them. Like what is a good hack lift and how strong should you be in it? And it's cool because when I put some of those numbers together and, and got some feedback from you on it, I was able to relate to what we've already done in standardizing you know, dense strength and range of strength and knee ability and some of those things. So yeah, I mean that it's gonna be I think a cool experience for coaches to get into those some of those lifts and see ask questions and see how they can use those lifts to help other people and and, and you know the foundations it isn't set in stone. Like there are core foundations, especially for real movement. Like if you're gonna be in real movement, you need to know how to juggle, right? Like so those foundations probably won't change too much, but, um, yeah, I think that's an important attribute with what we do is season to season. It's like, okay, what do we want to get better at and, and learn more of? And I think that's where we've kind of presented that this season is here's some old time odd lifts, but we're presenting reasons why, you know, like why you should do those or learn those things and, you know, be able to kind of move in that direction that we always try to move into.
0: And it's, yeah, it's, it's key to have those things that you're excited about, you know, when you find yeah. you learning. I think we have the, you know, we've discovered we've both done our profiling uh, with Paul, the, the genius type and spiral typing. We both have that explorer, um, exploration kind of genius. So for us, yeah. if there's no, nothing new there to to explore, then, we're gonna, you know, uh, lose our way and, and you know, not, yeah. not be so excited for the future. So, there's a lot there, I think, to be to be excited about. Um, mm-hmm. I think the big one for me is really locking in my five ball juggle, um, since the mind flex kind of theme is a big part of the money club, and that's probably been the number one thing that Paul has spoken about. We've had over thirty of our members now, you know, go through the profiling system, and the mind flex, you know, seems to be the thing that um, comes up a lot that Paul wants to speak about a lot, and um, not that necessarily uh, repeating the same habit over and over again mind Mindflex, but it's, it, it, it's what it sort of represents to me. The skill side of real movement represents that ability to do something that other people won't do and to become uncommonly good at it. Um, that's really just a, a pattern in the brain. So you're reprogramming the subconscious because you can juggle three balls and watch television at the same time or have a conversation. So it's locking it in the subconscious. So you have that proof of reprogramming the subconscious, which – you know, a lot of people are talking about with, you know, Tony Robbins and you're watching The Secret and, you, you know, you're reading Think and Grow Rich and these things, but it doesn't feel that tangible. You know, listening to Joe Dispenza, you know, when, you, when you're actually having those experiences with the real movement skills, I feel like you, um, you just have no doubt that you're reprogramming the subconscious mind. And I think you're experiencing what you're talking about with your change in kind of identity and self-image and what you feel comfortable with since you've, you know, in the last year that we've been working together. It's the same thing. And you can see it, you know, you can see it tangibly with those physical skills and then it's like a little bit less tangible about like how you feel about podcasting now and how you feel about standing in front of the camera and speaking for 10 minutes like you like you just did and how you feel about being a mentor and, you know, all those identity things. Um, they're also being rewired. It's just not quite as um, clear to present to someone tangibly as as those, you know, those skills. So I think yeah. that's a it really reinforces like, you, you You can solve new problems, like just solve new problems and like continue to just be on the edge of what's what 's comfortable for you and and you, you know you will get there and that's with business as well like people want to put that then investing big money in business coaches and such, but then if you look at their students like there's usually huge gaps in what they're actually teaching, and then kind of teaching people, hey, your product doesn 't matter, just uh, learn to put a good you know Facebook ad t- together and learn to run a good sales call and you know there's value to those skills but ultimately if the product isn't good then you're a scam artist you know <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're really uh it's a short-term thing and you're going to have turnover and you're not necessarily going to be uh happy at the end of your life when you look back at what you did like yeah. um, i think yeah there's authenticity in what we're creating here that yeah. um, the skills part for me like reinforces that side of things so,
1: yeah. yeah, it really is uh, the the first step when you join real movement is like lock down that juggle because it can be overwhelming when you look at all these new things and ideas. It's like dense strength and range of strength. It's like these different ways of thinking and training and it can be intimidating. But the, co- the coaches that have the most success are the ones that when they jump on, it's like the first thing they do is they start juggling. And you see that, right? Like someone will just start rolling up socks, and j- juggling the socks and but they're rewiring that thought that I can change and I, and there is a different way of doing things. And that's where it all st- kind of stems from in, in the real movement methods and philosophies is like, start with your juggle, get your, you know, get that mind ready to flex and change. And, um, that's really the first step because yeah, it can be, you know, you come in, you see these new things and these new ways that are being presented that wasn't taught to you and, exercise science college. <laughs> so it's like, got to close the book and start learning how to juggle to, to start preparing yourself. And I think that's also one of the reasons why a lot of members get start getting those wins in the range, um, after they get their juggling down, because then their mind changes and they're like, well, I can juggle. Like I can definitely take that on. I can start getting better flexibility. And that's probably a part of that puzzle that they don't pick up on is like well when you when you learned how to juggle and you started getting these skills this way it changed and allowed you to adapt and learn something new this way kind of thing so
0: 100 percent, and the the range too is is something very concrete and tangible and often seems out of reach like the juggling seems out of reach like i've tried a couple times and i couldn't do it maybe i can't do it maybe there's something wrong with me and then within, like, by the end of the season, they're four-ball juggling, you know. And then yeah. Same thing with the, with the range. Like, I know I'm always, I've been stiff all my life. Like, I've always been told that I'm, you know, I can't, I'm stiff, like, that's just me. And, you know, you listen to experts in exercise science say either you don't need it or they say you can't get it even if you want it. You know, if you haven't had it by the time you're 12, you're never going to have that range, you're never going to have that flexibility. Yeah. And then they do the range sprint, you know. They, what you've, you know, worked on and put together, Everyone, it, I haven't heard one person say it didn't work, you know, um, everybody who who does the range sprint is like, I'm significantly different to, to what I was yeah. at the start. Some, some yeah. a little bit more than others. Some people probably apply better than others. Some would yeah. have a bigger genetic potential for it. But like, that's mm-hmm. something concrete, like within the first month, you got two things that you didn't have before. Like what else are you going to have if you keep, you know, keep at it on this journey?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you start getting strong I think I mean that probably shows in my training this year is like I did come in hardcore and flexibility and you started like pushing me a little bit like get back on the bar and try some of these things and let's we experimented with the flexibility in the bar training and I was nervous going back to the bar but it's like bigger picture now is like my squats flying I'm still sliding into splits and it's like oh okay <laughs> still there's a, still a, a lot of things we don't know, and uh, yeah, that's been that's been really, really a game changer for me. Getting back into barbell strength training—that's like my passion and something that I kind of lost through when I got injured and stuff. But have been able to return back to and just have that different perspective. It's it's been pretty uh, and, and to share that with others and see them actually like, you know, I think more so the ones that are connecting with that have been in the community for a bit they've done the juggling they've done the range they've done the ability and then they start getting the dense strength and they're like okay i'm going to get super strong and like what is it uh, oh i forget his name he just messaged me he asked to grass squatted his previous pr that he couldn't ask the grass squat and he had a belt and sleeves on and he was just on the dense strength squats and splits program and he was like Man, i was doing it all wrong like but you know sharing those wins and those experiences and Having that results-oriented approach to the way we do things, like yeah, that's the future, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's some good, some good stuff there. Troy Savage is benching like one eighty, and you know, just uses dense strength. And, you know, benches benches a hundred for like thirty-five reps. And, you know, yeah,
1: like Troy's a freak.
0: Simple, stays accountable, and just you yeah. Know, crazy, crazy strong. You know, he's got his splits and stuff now too. Like he was a footy player. It's, you know, it's a bit like your background comes from powerlifting. He came into real movement, you know, as an ex-footy player, couldn't do a handstand, didn't have any range and, and now he teaches handstands and splits more than he teaches uh, strength and conditioning. You know, he, he's teaching rugby players how to you know, how to get their range on. Like, yep. And he's have still a crazy
1: strong. Strength. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can have a significant change in identity but yeah, you don't have to you don't have to give up the strength to to do these things, and you might just feel a lot better than if, if you just power lift. You know, my experience with that is you you get better and better at less and less things, and, and it's not a it's not life enhancing. It's cool if you want to compete in that, like happy days. But if you actually want to feel good in your body and be uh, capable for for a range of things, then. I think we have a better method. I think that's, you know, strength training 3.0 and, and you know, all the work with ETG and, and those things. Like, it's, it's, um, it's a different way. In my experience is that it's, it's a better way. I've tried a lot of different ways. You know, you've tried a bunch of different ways now as well. We've had some similar paths and mentors and, and things along the way. But, um, yeah, the, even the basics there on the bodyweight and strength, I'm looking at the, the numbers there. I'm actually pretty excited to, to kind of dig in on them as well and see how... See how some of those ones feel. Um, just five-minute bursts, and uh, you know they're going to sting. But yeah. it, the foundations are simple. You know, like people have all these complicated strength and conditioning programs. As far as strength goes, like progressive overload and, and simplicity, for sure. With injuries and stuff, like the the 3.0 technology, and with athletic performance, you know, when you talk about range, like there are things that you can play around with. But at the same time, like if you can't do a bunch of push-ups then you're just not you know, strong. You're not in a good position physically. You can't do a bunch of deep knee bends, sit on your heels, stand back up, like yeah, probably in a pretty bad way as far as real strength goes. Like,
1: yeah, conditioning. I think that's kind of how we've done things with the range sprint too is it's really highlighted the conditioning aspect of, you know, everyone's stretching, but can you do a bunch of push-ups? Can you do some split squats? Like. <laughs> that's the real question when you start exploring flexibility is like, are you strong in condition? Cause if, yeah, like if you're not strong in condition, you're not going to get strong in your range. Like you're just going to be passive and weak. Um, and we really ex- exploited that with the range sprint is like, you know, I mean, people that did have good flexibility into the range sprint, they're like, man, I'm super weak. It's like, yeah, you need some conditioning, <laughs> you know, to, to have good, strong range, you need to be conditioned and yeah, you need that strength ability. Um. Yeah, I should. I, I actually got to revisit the bodyweight strength stuff too, and see where I'm at. I've been doing my dips, yeah. and my pull-ups. But I haven't been going as hard as we did last year. We did some of those challenges. I'm, I'm glad we put a time cap on some of these things because that was how many cyclist squats can you do on the metronome? That was a fun. <laughs> 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 you know, Someone did like a hundred. How many did you do? You did like a hundred and something, didn't you?
0: Low, low hundreds. Yeah, that's um. The kind of thing that you probably only really want to do once, <laughs> you know, and that can make these things somewhat repeatable so that you don't yeah. uh, you want yeah. it, you're okay to do it again. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, my quads were lit for like two weeks. right It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, some, some good fun with those, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to just uh, yeah explore those those foundations again. Very simple. You either know if it's something getting better or it's not, you know what I mean? And most of the time when you're training you shouldn't actually be trying to hit those limits. You know, you should just be ticking away, staying under the radar, um going at eighty percent of what you want to actually be able to do, seventy, sixty percent of what you actually want to be able to do, maybe a few more reps, a bit more volume, or um yeah, less reps, but at the at the weight that you wanna be able to, to run it, like um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see where we can end off at the end of the season so I think um, that's pretty much all I want to talk about today I don't know if you yeah. anything else you want
1: to touch no, on No man that'll, that'll be uh, it'll be good to get this out to everyone and I'm, I'm excited to see season reviews coming in because I mean I know there's like a lot of members too that I haven't shared yet that I'm like man this person's had some massive wins I'm excited for them to share and potentially if they don't recognize some of them I'll be like yeah but what about this <laughs> Um, so yeah it's just gonna be cool seeing those come in and yeah looking forward to the new season man it's gonna be epic
0: good shot let's do it